It is good to be back. Welcome, guys. It's DK back at you with another video here to break down the four-game NBA main slate on Tuesday. If this is your first time watching, my name is DK. I make content for daily fantasy sports, prize picks, and for NBA Top Shot. Uh, premium content, I do offer that on Patreon.com for more in-depth DFS content. Uh, and the sponsor of this video is Prize Picks, which is a player prop site, and they have every single sport you can think of. You can mix and match sports. It's super, super fun to play. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up. Use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. But all right, it's good to be back. Good to play some DFS. Uh, I was in Montana, so I was not able to play DFS over the last few days. Um, and uh, the internet was just not great. So I wasn't expecting to uh, you know, not upload a YouTube video. So apologize for that. But again, uh, the internet connection was very spotty uh, in the place we're at. But Good to be back. Good to uh, you know get back to the grind here of DFS. So let's start off uh, on this four-game slate with uh, Memphis. So on the Memphis side, the big news here is that John Morant is doubtful. So that's really going to change up the slate. Um, with John Morant most likely not playing, I'm um, pretty sure it's going to be Tyus Jones that picks up the start. And if that is, uh, in fact, the case, he's going to look like a phenomenal value. He's been a good point from a guy off the bench. And if we're going to get this big increase in minutes, I think he looks amazing. And then these other guys are going to get a usage bump. So like Desmond Bain, Triple J, Dylan Brooks, I think all look pretty good. Brooks in his first game back played 26 minutes, minutes which is good to see. There wasn't a huge limit on him. So uh, I think this price is a little bit too cheap. And I would guess those minutes tick up a little bit. Jaron Jackson Jr., you know the deal, right? This is a guy that is always, always in foul trouble, but does have his ceiling when the minutes are there. The issue is, you know, even you know, it's been a couple games where he hasn't really been in massive foul trouble and he still hasn't played huge minutes. So we're kind of seeing him capped at around like low 30s minutes. Um, Steven Adams, a 5.8K. So, uh, you know, I think more often than not, he's going to play mid-20s minutes. which kind of just makes him a neutral option. Um, and then uh, I mentioned Tyus Jones. De'Anthony Melton is also a guy that, that could see a little bit of a minutes bump. Um, so I think he is playable. Don't expect him to start, though. I do think Tyus Jones pick up that start. Brandon Clark kind of played the back of four and the back of five. Um, should see, you know, around 20 minutes. Will be a relatively productive player when he's on the court. So I think he makes a pretty good value play. And I don't mind a guy like Zaire Williams, who's not been playing huge minutes. You know, pretty solid defender. But he's played relatively well of late and is only 3.2K. Sure, you can also look to slow-mo 4-2, who probably plays around 20 minutes. It's just fine. So... That is Memphis. Moving on to Indiana. So a lot of question marks for Indiana. It's a little bit hard to say right now. But Brogdon, Duarte, Stevenson, and Goga, all questionable. If they are all out, it's going to be a nine-man rotation, which would make the Pacers look really, really appealing. Uh, you know, the top two guys, the caliber and heel, will dominate the usage. You know, Smith, Jackson uh, kind of split the sentiments. Both those guys will look really good. Terry Taylor picked up the start last game, played 25 minutes. We know he's a pretty good partner for a guy. He would make for a good value. If all those guards are out, right, Dwayne Washington should see a pretty big mitts bump. He played a 34 Mets last game. So there will be a lot to like for the Pacers if all these questionable guys are out. If all the questionable players are in, then like Brogdon, I think, stands out. If there's no limitation, again, he missed the last couple games due to concussion protocols. Uh, but that would probably be it. So the, the questionable news is pretty big for Indiana. Moving on to Brooklyn Orlando. This game does have a little bit of blow rest. We do a Seth Curry questionable. Lamarcus Aldridge is out. So the top two guys in KD, Kyrie, no issue with either. Um, KD had a massive game last game with Kyrie Irving not able to play. Went for almost 80 fancy points. 11-1, though, for KD just, you know, makes him look okay. And Kyrie Irving at 10-2. Again, I don't think either really stand out. If I had to pick, if I had to pick between the two, probably would lean KD over Kyrie. Um, Drummond with no Aldridge. You know, the minutes have kind of been up and down in him. Some games he's playing high teens minutes. Some games, like last game, he played 27 I think if we get a situation where he pushes for close to 30 minutes, obviously he's going to have uh, you know, a pretty high ceiling. 
So I like Drummond for tournaments. Again, the minutes are kind of up and down on him. Uh, Bruce Brown, if there's no Seth Curry, would look okay in the mid-range. He played big minutes last game. Would think he sees low 30s minutes that Seth Curry can't go. Goran Dracic, a, a cheap piece that, you know, with Kyrie Irving back, you know, not going to see 38 minutes, but I think, you know, at least 20 minutes on the bench makes him a decent option. And then with uh, Aldridge continuing to be out, Nick Claxton should get the backup five run. He's been playing around 20 minutes game over the last three, which I think makes him a fair value play in a good matchup. James Johnson surprisingly got a pretty good minutes bump last game, played 31 minutes and fouled out, even with Kevin Durant in. So, like, his minutes, you know, he's kind of out of the rotation, and then he's played a good amount of the last couple games. Not sure to make of it, especially with KD and Kyrie both playing, but I think he's interesting in tournaments if he does, uh, you know, see over 20 minutes. Patty Mills at 3-5, but there's no Seth Curry. I think would make for a pretty good value play. Like, uh, he's a guy that could start if Seth Curry uh, is out. So, again, would keep an eye on that. But um, that is going to wrap it up for the Nets. Moving on to the Magic. So, Carter Jr. at 7.4K. Is probably the guy you're going to feel the best about. Like, he's going to see mid-30s minutes. It's a really good matchup. And he's played super, super consistent for this team, basically getting a double-double almost every single game. Now, Jalen Suggs um, was questionable last couple games. He actually left the game last game but did not return. So I don't think it's the good – I don't think it's a great sign for him playing in this game. And if that is, in fact, true, then I think Cole Anthony at 6-3 makes her a pretty good play. Should see low 30s minutes. Probably sees a little bit of usage bump without um, Jalen Suggs. I think Anthony would look pretty good. Bamba, 5-5. Five, five. I mean, he's up and he's down. If he can stay out of foul trouble, he has a ceiling. So, uh, you know, never mind taking a shot at him in tournaments. Franz Wagner, 5-3, more of just a neutral play. Um, Markel Fultz at 4-2. If there's no Jalen Suggs, I mean, he's they've kind of really taken easy on his minutes, keeping him, you know, high teens minutes. But he's been pretty productive. And if there's no Jalen Suggs, maybe he does see a little bit more run. So I'm interested in Fultz. Wagner's going to play the backup five. He's going to be productive when he's on the court. So in a large full tournament, I think he's viable. And then a guy like RJ Hampton, if there's no uh, Suggs and he picks up the start, is a fair value play. He hasn't really been super productive when he's on the court, but he is only 3.4K. Detroit, Miami. So tough to like a lot on the Detroit side. Kate Cunningham in a really bad matchup, I think is interesting in GPPs. He's been sitting out of foul trouble and playing huge minutes uh, because I have not been playing him. He's been smashing. But again, we go back just a couple weeks ago. Every single game I play him, he every single game he's in foul trouble. So um, I think he's an okay contrarian option. Grant Bay, hard to get to. We do have Stewart back, which takes Bagley out of play. We also have Killen Hayes back, which kind of takes Corey Joseph out of play. So really hard to feel good about anyone in the Pistons. I guess my favorite option probably would be Killen Hayes just because the price point is so cheap. And if the game does blow out, he probably gets extended a little bit. On the Miami side, so obviously there is a, a good amount of blowout risk. And they basically have a fully healthy team. So... A little bit hard to nail down this team. Like I said, um, you know, they have five really good players. Lodivo, Lowry, Hero, Bam, Jimmy, and there's obviously some blow risk. So I think the main guys like Jimmy and Bam look okay here. Obviously, it's a really, really good matchup. But like I said, a lot of blow risk. If you think this game can stay competitive, then Jimmy, Bam, probably the first two guys you look to. Hero feels a little bit pricey with uh, Jimmy and, and now Oladipo back. Lowry at 6'6", kind of just indifferent on him. Victor Oladipo at 6.2K. They haven't given him enough minutes for me to get to that salary. Um, and the value takes a hit as well with them being fully healthy. So not a lot that really stands out to me on the Miami side. Like P.J. Tucker's 3-6. I guess he's okay. Dwayne Dedman will play the backup five. Sure, that's fine in you know, 15 minutes. But, yeah, interesting that there's not a lot that really stands out for me on the Miami side. And finally, Phoenix and New Orleans. So still no Chris Paul. I think, you know, the two guards look really good here, Devin Booker and Campaign. 
Um, you know, Booker is a guy that has a super high ceiling. You know, did have 10 assists last game as well. He is doing some ball handling. Campaign only played 24 minutes last game because of the massive blowout. He was on pace for a huge game. So if this game can stay competitive, I think both the Phoenix Suns guards look really, really good. I think DeAndre Aiden 7-3 makes for a decent option as well. He's not playing huge minutes, but still has shown a ceiling in like low 30s minutes. So Aiton, like his upside. Bridges feels a little bit too pricey. Crowder 5-7 is kind of a play. I'm just like, eh, he's fine. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to play Jay Crowder. But I'm not going to be super mad if he lands in my lineup. And JaVale McGee, last slate was on pace for a pretty big game. Gotten a massive foul trouble. Picked up like three or four fouls in like four minutes. Um, but we know McGee is a great point for a guy. And if he plays like 15 plus minutes, he does have a ceiling. So I'm always intrigued by a guy, JaVale McGee. Value options, not a lot. I mean, Holiday Shamit Craig probably will be in the rotation. But a little bit hard to uh, prioritize those guys. And finally, the Pelicans. So the big news is CJ McCollum is currently questionable, which is huge. It's going to change the entire slate. Because if McCollum is in, it's really going to take a hit to the Pelicans' value. If McCollum was out, then obviously, you know, JV, Devontae Graham probably dominate the usage. You know, you're going to have pretty solid mid-range plays in the likes of like Herbert Jones and Najee Marshall and Jackson Hayes. Um, Alvarado becomes viable. I mentioned I really like him two slates ago. Um, uh, had an off game, of course. Next slate goes for almost 50 just DFS in a nutshell. Uh, but he would, should get a little more run if there's no CJ McCollum. So there'd be a lot to like on the Pelicans if McCollum is out. If McCollum is in, then it really hurts a lot of guys. I think CJ McCollum himself would make for a decent contrarian spend up. He'll do, you know, a lot of the ball handling. And right now he's playing extremely well for this team. Jonas Valanciunas, McCollum is in, more of a secondary play. Um, still be viable, but wouldn't really stand out. Devontae Graham would be completely out of play at the price point if McCollum is in. Um, Herbert Jones, uh, Murphy, Marshall would all take a hit as well. Uh, so, yeah, the, the McCollum news is huge. Um, Hernan Gomez has been playing the backup five role, but um, I think he's like a viable contrarian option because he's going to be super productive when he's on the court. Uh, but you're not like, it's not like you're getting him at a super, super cheap price point. So, um, like I said, the Pelicans news is huge with CJ McCollum, and it is the late game. So, we might not get that news before some of these games start, which would make the slate uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. So if you have been enjoying the YouTube content, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Um, really appreciate you guys. I uh, hope you guys have had a good last few days, and I will see you all in the next video.